Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. It's BS in the Morning. It's Shelly and Brad. It's BS in the Morning. It's Shelly and Brad. It's BS in the Morning. It's Shelly and Brad. You're not going to say anything. No, I'm just going to listen to you. Make a fool of myself. <laughs> no, that's actually our theme song, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a uh, lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our theme, theme song. You know, once again, a song that if you dissect it, it's all uh, essentially all done uh, probably uh, back in the day, even still on Pro Tools. It's just nothing but beats and 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 loops and and samples and you know it just stuck together and then they just sing i know but it's a toe tapper for sure well it's not a toe tapper it's too slow to be a toe tapper i don't think i think it's a toe tapper it's slow song you know there's there's a certain magic beats per minute it makes you want to dance to it well (laughs) you know it's funny because how do i how do i say this and not get in trouble for saying something like this uh there's certain uh listeners who like certain beats of music yeah and if it's too fast some people love it and other people hate it if it's too slow some people love it like me i don't like slow music that was one of the things that when i put this station together i haven't said to it i'm not playing a slow music like i won't play i refuse to play your what your your weirdo song with my what, immortal with, it's not a weirdo song with what's her face very much. and the the ballerina bindings and stuff like that which i've never been able to understand if you the video is very interesting video um it's very artsy craftsy video and she's like in this weird costume with like her her feet bound up with bandages right or is that where she's like isn't that like ballerina stuff like when she's got her her feet, yes like, yes it is right Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, one of those things where it's a beautiful song for people that don't know it. It's by Evanescence. Yeah, and you know, isn't it Amy Lee? Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and it has such a a poignant meaning. And um, and you know, little, it just touches my heart. Little, and Brad makes fun of me because it's he says well, slow. It's too slow. I mean, like. You know, you play some slow songs that are so sappy it just makes me want to. Not on this station. Throw I don't. up in my mouth a little bit. On KSOQ, not on this station. I try to, I try to weed those out. I don't, I don't play that much. Matter of fact, like yeah, it's probably one of the slow songs we played. That's one, two, three, four. I don't know. It's probably like seventy beats per minute or something like that. You know, like for example, if 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 it were my, if it were up to me, every song I play would be like uh, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. I mean, that would be like, to me, like, you know, I mean, that's, you know, because that gets your blood pumping, you know, get your, get your, started, you know, that's where you, your toes tapping, not the, not the yeah by Usher, you know, no, sorry, just doesn't work. Doesn't it work. does. No, it does not. And and, and by the way, little little in Shelly world, it does. My my my, you know, my thing that I can't remember where I parked my vehicle when I go somewhere, but I can remember crazy stuff like you know the little crazy things about the that Amy Lee Evanescence video with my immortal, uh, where like she's got the dude in there, the guy who's like walking through town in a three piece suit and he's barefoot, <laughs> which is sort of weird, and yeah. then he sits down at the piano and plays the piano. You know, like that was her like boyfriend slash. You know, um, you know, 
her co- person. Co-composer. They did all this music together. And like a week after that video was shot, he quit the band. He just, I'm done. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> that's why they didn't have any music for a long time. Although Maybe she, that, that song was like, um, you know, great makeup sex. I don't know. I mean, I just mean, just didn't happen. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, and 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 the crazy thing about that is, is that that uh, she didn't have a she didn't she hasn't really done much. Although I heard her interviewed recently, and you know the interesting thing about it, supposedly she's blonde. Do you know this? I heard that she was blonde. Yes, <laughs> and she went into the. She's got the dark black hair, and you know the black hair, and sort of the goth look with the makeup and the whole bit. And supposedly she's like blonde. Like you know, my mom used to always say. My mom, I remember this. My mom had super straight hair, and my mom hated her hair. And to the point where she always used to always say, why is it the girls with curly hair want straight hair and the girls with straight hair want curly hair? You know, if, you know, your hair is relatively straight, right? It is, yes. Did you ever want curly hair? I'm sorry? Did you ever want curly hair? All the time. Really? <laughs> you see, my mom yes, was right. Yes, because it holds curl better when you curl it. My mom was right. And I'm, a, I'm an everyday curler. See, I mean, you know, that was, was interesting to me. It's like, it's like okay, you know, and, and it is sort of grass is greener on the other side. You know, the people the people uh, who, who live in a condo uh, want to live in a house, and the people who live in a house want to live in a condo. You know, it's like one of those things like, okay, why is this? You know, would you ever live in a condo, Shelly? Um, I would. I would rather live in a villa. Oh God, I can't. I don't. A nice villa. I don't yes. understand. I don't understand that. It's like living in a motel. Like, okay, you got it. No, it is not. It's like living in a condo, you, only main floor all the time. You bought a motel room. That's what you did. You bought a motel room. Eh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to. That is not. I'm gonna true. go to. Day, that's a condo. I'm gonna go to Days Inn and go. Hey, room thirty-five oh two. I'm gonna buy that room, and that's kind of where I'm gonna live. You know, there. I mean, there, you know, there are people. It's you know, it's not as common as it used to be. There are people that live in hotels. You know what? Given the way that some of the prices are nowadays, I think that's probably a, a good good idea. God, I read this story yesterday. You know, it's one of these things where Corey Bush, Bush was in the news. Oh, my God, she was in the news. She went after Pinky and Stripes. I think we talked a little bit about that yesterday. But um, there was a story of this guy. And, you, you know, there's two sides to every story. They, you know, they... they they put the the no eviction order in, and then it expired on uh, on Saturday because it ended at the end of July. So at midnight on Saturday it expired, and uh, so all these people oh, we're going to get evicted, and then and then uh, you know uh, uh, they put it back in the other day, and there was this interview with this guy who has rental homes. I think it's in Missouri. He has rental homes in Missouri, and keep in mind most people who have rental property. They're paying a mortgage on it. It's not like they, yes, they are. It's not like they they have that thing free and clear. And his yeah, com- no, they do not. His complaint was that one of his renters, since he, he since he wasn't paying rent, went out and bought a new boat <laughs> because he could make the payments on it. He he had enough money for the down payment since he didn't have since he didn't have have to pay the rent. And he and he put the money on a down payment on a boat, and he's making payments. And I'm going like, okay. Did he put it on a government credit card? No, no. What I'm saying is, I'm saying is like, okay, I get that. I mean, it's to the point where, where you know, I mean, it's 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 sometimes people who are in business, everybody thinks like, you know, people like with me. Oh my God, you have radio stations. You must be rich. No, I'm poor. I'm broke because the radio business ain't what it used to be. 
And and the sad part that is is that you know you know the story we get everybody goes like nobody listens to radio anymore you know, everybody listens to Sirius XM no they don't you know Sirius XM has done better in the last ten or fifteen years I cra- they've done much better since Howard Stern of all crazy things uh, that's why they renewed and that's why he only works two days a week and he takes the summer off God can you believe that I just I still can't shake my head on that. Anyway, shaking um, your head, SMH. And I'm going to get in trouble because I put up a on Radio Poop. I have a new column on Radio Poop. The Grand Poopa uh, is on Radio Poop. And I talk about, matter of fact, I'll tell you what, next break, read the column. They're short. They're always short. They're like, a, you know, a minute and a half read. And read my column and just tell me what you think, okay? Okay. Tell me if you think I'm being a jerk. Because for once, it's not about Tracy, it's not about <laughs> Jeff Alien. It's not about the refugees and the newbies. And by the way, 93.3 off the air yesterday again. I don't understand what's going on with that crazy st- and station. And that's Tracy Station, right? Yes, I don't understand. I mean, the whole goofy thing is like, and she's on Facebook. Oh, we just hired we just hired Gussie Bush, and we just hired we hired Waldo, Waldo Krasonkian, and, and we hired blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, they're not, you're not on the air. I mean, what are these people doing? Are they sitting around twiddling their thumbs? Well, you know, are they practicing? <laughs> years ago, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. Years ago, like uh, when I first got in the radio business, my boss, Lee Ford, a.k.a. Lee Lankford, who was actually at the time a detect- detective sergeant for the Richmond Heights Police Department, he did the Sunday night talk show. I, I, I was the producer of the Sunday night talk show. And he, he, these people call up, Hey, Lee, how do you get into broadcasting? So Lee said to me, hey, Brad, you're the producer. Put together a show, how to get into broadcasting. So I had my professor, one of my professors from SIU, was going to school at the time. I think it was John Ryder was his name. And then I had the guy who, who started the broadcast center. Uh, Dick, was it? No, it wasn't Dick. Gebhardt. Yeah, but I can't remember his first name. It wasn't Dick Gebhardt. He was the congressman. And I had him on the air. And he owned he owned broadcast center. I but Dick Gebhardt that it's not Dick. Uh, I think is is Dick was the was the U.S. congressman who was from South County. I can't remember what what Gebhardt's first name was. Bill I think Bill Gebhardt, and he told me before he would come on the show, he wanted me to come over and see the broadcast center, which was in Clayton at the time. And I go okay. I sort of open mind about it. When I left there, I thought to myself, Oh my God, what a con job, you know. And I hate to say that because. They were doing such a sales job on me. And I remember there was this guy from KXOK at the time. He was one of the DJs. And his name was Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown was a puker. Charlie talked like this. He's, we call that puking. Like, hey, Shelly, how you doing this morning? It's 624. You're looking great. Hey, babe, love the hair. You know, he's one of those kind of guys. And, and, and he brings him into the studio, and he bring, or into his office, and said, here's Charlie Brown, one of our. And Charlie says, well, you know, I teach the students here, before they go on the air, they have to exercise their vocal cords, and I teach them all the exercises that they do before they go on the air. Now, Shelly, once have I ever said to you, before we go on the air, we need to exercise our vocal cords? No, you have not. <laughs> it's there's a, there's a movie, if you want to watch something funny, there's a movie, and it's called, I think it's called The King's English. And this is a story, a true story, of the King of Didn't England. Did he have a speech impediment? Yes, that's exactly the movie. And the movie starts out where they're going to do a live broadcast from like a racetrack or something like that in London. And the movie starts out with you're in the studios of BBC in London. 
and there's a guy who walks down the hall and has an atomizer. You know what? You know he sits down in the studio. Well, you know what atomizer yes, is? Yes. I think you're spraying your throat. It's got like yeah, a big bulb and yeah. stuff like that. And he sits down in the studio and he's doing like these little vocal exercises. And he hits the atomizer, and then the engineer points to him and he goes, "And now broadcasting live from so and so racetrack, it's King Charles the Forty Second on the BBC." You know, in that beautiful voice, I'm like, dude, nobody talks mm-hmm. like that anymore. <laughs> Which I always thought was funny. Anyway, who's texting me? Is this the smartest woman in the world? Uh, uh, yeah, here we go again. Okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's 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 Tracy. Uh, she says this is this is according to uh, smartest woman in the world. Seven hours seven hours ago, she posted. Not only are we on ninety three three, also on one four point three, and next two uh, next week two more announcements. Next week is she's coming into the studio. She's going to put a gun to my head and she's taking over this station. Uh huh. <laughs> you don't believe me. <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> Did I actually say that? I did. Yeah, did, you did. I did. Didn't I? Didn't. He did say that, Tracy, <laughs> and he probably meant it too. Oh, hold on a minute. I just screwed up. Okay, hold on a minute. Uh, no, I don't want to save my changes. Okay, now, now it's time for us to go. Okay, it is six twenty-seven. Westplex one hundred seven point one and AM thirteen fifty KRAP. Those are the stations we're on. We call it BS in the morning. And I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Did I get that correct, Brad? You just got that correct, Shelly. <laughs> 635. Um, apologize yesterday for not being here. We have some technical problems yesterday, which, believe it or not, well, you know, I better not say that because that might encourage someone. We just had some technical problems yesterday, which, um, once again, is frustrating to me because between here and KSLQ, our technical problems um, are like 95% internet issues, which is like back in the day. We didn't have those kind of issues in broadcasting. And now, begrudgingly, I went with uh, what we call internet links, IP links between the studio and transmitter. And I'm not really happy about that. But it's probably the most practical way at this point. Um, also, we quite, you know, quite honestly, we don't have the best equipment, <laughs> right? We, the things we have online, which are called the barracks units, are like the uh, Chevy Vegas of of the broadcast world. Chevy Vegas, <laughs> right? You know, and we we would like to upgrade to like like a Ford Fairlane or something like that. But you know, I'm dating myself by mentioning those cars. So anyway, apologize by not being here yesterday. We'll be back today. Um, station came back. It was on the air. The transmitter was on the air. Just we couldn't get audio to it. Crazy weird story. Um, at least we were on the air, unlike Tracy's station. But that's a whole nother story. Oh man. <laughs> You're just on her, aren't you? I, but Shelly, I know. I've known her for a long time. I, went, I know you have. I went to her her coming out party, whatever it was, and she personally thanked me in front of all these people. Okay. That's I, because you've basically helped her get where she was at and gave her her start. Well, I don't really understand. I mean, you know, I learned something a long time ago. You know, I told you I have some of these bosses in my life who have, you know, I look back and they were my mentors. And one of my bosses said, over or under promise and over deliver. And the example he always gave was you go to the bakery and you order a dozen donuts. And the guy behind the counter, you know, puts the dozen donuts in the 
the box, and at least you think it's a dozen donuts, and he slides it across the counter, and he gives you a wink, and you go home, and there's 13 donuts. You're going like, wow, that guy took care of me. He gave you a baker's dozen. Right. He gave me 13 donuts. He gave me an extra donut. And you're happy. So under promise, over deliver. You told him you were going to give him a dozen donuts. You gave him 13, or maybe even 14, okay? But if you go to that same bakery the next day, and you order a dozen donuts, you go home, and there's 11, how do you feel? Uh, like I don't think I don't think I feel as bad as I should. But you felt like you cheated. Hey, I paid for twelve. There's only eleven donuts here, so you're not happy. Yeah, I I probably would call them. So the idea being is don't over promote because if you over hype, especially nowadays, I think I think the hype meter the hype meter goes off on people. Oh my God! It's like for example, like I don't think Ron Popeil, who just died, you know the the Vegematic guy. I don't think he could do what he's what he does today, what he used to do today. You know what I mean? Like, and wait, there's more. It slices and dices. You know, I mean, you still see some of those goofy commercials. Matter of fact, now you don't see them on TV anymore. You see them on the internet. You know, you see like... Chance. What's that? I said, never mind, never mind. No, I mean, you know what I mean? The c- c- commercial, like there's one on, I don't know if you get this. There's one I get for um, like... There's two of them that I get all the time on my Facebook feeds. Okay, one of them is this buffer that buffs out or scratches in your car. And they show these cars with terrible scratches. And, you you know, God takes this little thing and turns it on and makes three passes. And the fender's like new. Like, no, that's not true. You know, I mean, like, for example, there was one. um, And and then there's another one, if you've seen this one, where it's this little tiny hair you know, like like it's like a hair clipper. It's like a like a motorized, you know, you know what I'm talking like a wall yeah. clipper. And yeah, it's, it's a hair clipper. It shows this guy with a great big handlebar mustache, and the guy takes the clipper and goes across his mustache like that quick, and his mustache is totally gone, and he's clean shaven. I call BS. I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, that, doesn't don't you have to like go go over it in different swipes? And- exactly. I mean, like, like I'm going like, not only that, is that like if you took something like that and you got like, you know, dude with a big old handlebar mustache and it comes off in two seconds, that's got to hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're moving that quick, I don't care what the heck the, the, the thing slices and dices. I mean, it just can't, it can't work like that. I'm, I'm going like, okay, that's one of those things where you get it. And there was another one I saw the other day. Um, I'm going like, okay, that's BS. You know, I mean, and, and what's crazy about it is back in the day, Ron Popeil, like my favorite one was the stuff where it was like hair, hair in a can. You remember that one? I do. <laughs> and, and, and he did, he did, he was the king of infomercials. Matter of fact, it's a funny story. My brother used to do work for this guy. I think the guy was like named Larry Demhoff. And back in the day, if you watch cable TV, you saw all these ads, and they were all pretty much the same. And this was national cable TV. It was like, and it was like a pride. It was like two, three minute little mini infomercials. Okay, do you know most of those were done here in St. Louis? Because that was his company. Because the cable TV companies had all this extra airtime that they couldn't sell. So what they did was they put him on the air, and they did what they call PI per inquiry. So he gave them a cut of every sale. So in other words, if they would put his free commercials on the air, and what he would do is he would go around to clients and say, hey, how would you like to advertise your product? Your, you know, it was all products. Your product, you know, like your, your handy-dandy, you know, wire twister or whatever the heck it was. 
and uh, I'll give you it costs thirty nine ninety five, and I'll give you five dollars for every one we sell. And it had to be like you know, it had to be a trust because he could say, "Hey, we never sold one of them," you know. But of course, then they would go like, "Hold on a minute, now you got to sell something." Anyway, um, right? He because my brother did a lot of the voiceovers for him. And they were all like, you know, like, they, and they were, they all looked exactly the same. He was, he did it, he did it uh, in the old days. I think he did the Laclede Studios. Believe it or not, do you know this Laclede Gas used to own a TV studio? I knew that. It was down off of Hanley, um, yes, south of Highway 40. I knew 40. that. I don't know why, and but he, I knew that. And he recorded. Now, nobody needs a studio. You just get your iPhone and you can do everything on your iPhone. Uh, can't do it on your Android. Sorry, Shelly. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I'm sniffling. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that was, and they had all these goofy products, and they're always like, you know, hey, send, you know, and and you could remember back in the day, you could send a check. Remember, they would give you a check, send a check to Post Office Box fifty five zero two, you know, Fargo, North Dakota nine six five zero three or whatever the thing was, you know, and and most of the products were like they were like junk, you know. I mean, it was like, hey, you can do the handy dandy blah 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 blah. And I have a friend of mine used to buy all that stuff, and I would I go like, why do you buy that? And he goes, most of it's junk. I go, well, then stop buying it. You know, and back in the day, you know why it was junk? Guess where it was made? China? Yes, exactly. It's just like, my, I'm old enough to remember that if you bought something that was made in Japan, it was junk. And then the Japanese turned it around. I was embarrassed. Some, I, 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 I think one of the first radios I ever got, like, I think my mom and dad gave it to me. I was embarrassed no, I no. They, I, they they bought me a radio that was actually made in the United States. My friends were, had radios that were made in Japan. I'm like, oh, your your radio's made in Japan. Mine's made in the United States. Mine's better. And look how that's turned around. Talk to women fifty plus. You're the exception to the rule. Okay, you're the exception to the rule. Women fifty plus. What do they all drive? Guess what or they Lincoln's. drive? Lincoln's. No, no, they don't drive Lincoln's. They drive they drive Asian cars. They drive. Toyotas, Hondas, now Hyundai's and Kias. Fifty plus women, every single one of them. If you if, and um, if you go like if you big go, cars. If you go to the Cougar Night Thursday night at the train wreck at Westport, you know that. Oh, was, that is not a thing. <laughs> Cougar Night and and Brent, it, don't tell people that's a thing. It's not. If you go in there and there's, there's another but fifty plus women in there and. And the DJ comes on the microphone and says, hey, there's a Toyota in the parking lot with his lights on. Every woman in the place gets up and goes outside and check their lights. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yes, there's a, uh, no, the DJ gets on. Hey, it's either a Toyota, uh, uh, a Honda, or a Kia. It's got his lights on in the parking lot. The entire room empties out. Every woman's gone. And they all out in the, you know, they're all out there, you know, and of course, it's sort of interesting to watch them on their 10-inch stilettos, you know, walk out into the parking lot, you know, very fast, um, you know, see if it's their, their car's got the lights on. There is nothing wrong with stilettos. <laughs> I didn't say there was. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. It's... <laughs> What are you laughing at me for? <laughs> Nothing. I just, I thought of something. I'll, I'll tell you next break. It's 6.45. Yes, in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Westplex 107.1 and AM 1350 KRAP. We still don't have KSOQ on. We'll have hopefully have that next week. Technical problems there, and once again, it involves the internet. God, it just drives me crazy. Okay, last break. Are you there, Shelly? I'm here. Okay, last break. We're talking about things, and I'll take a look at that in a minute. Um, you still there? I'm here. You still there? Yes. Do you miss me? <laughs> I do. Uh, next hour, we'll talk about the eBay stock stalking scandal. Have you ever heard of this story? No. 
there is going to be a movie made by the made about this and this is a real thing this is a real thing and it's got huge news lately because the Boston Globe I don't know if they still have it has a, a special unit called Spotlight and if you remember the movie um, the, I think the movie was actually called Spotlight um, I think Tom Hanks was in it, where it was the story of them uncovering the Catholic priest scandal in Boston. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, okay. I remember you saying that. Right. And um, I went and saw the movie, and it ticked me off. Not that the movie ticked me off, but it ticked me off that a good friend of mine, Gary Whitaker, who at the time was the news director of Channel 4, got fired because he was doing an investigation into the priest scandal in the St. Louis area. And um, they did a sting operation to catch a priest who was going after, um, actually, it's, it's a bizarre, weird story. It takes too long to tell the whole story. Anyway, they did a sting operation, and the priest got got freaked out, thought there was something wrong, and he, he bolted. So they were able, never able to catch the priest doing what he was doing with this guy who believe, used to be a um, young what he called altar boy, and then mm-hmm. because he was his his life was altered by this sexual abuse, he withstood under these priests that um, that he became a male prostitute, which is the weird story. Oh, I don't know if it's a weird story or not. Anyway, this story never ran on Channel Four. Never ran. Keep in mind, this is like 1992, 1993, almost 30 years ago, and the story never ran. And then one day, a reporter said something to Eric Mink, who at the time was the columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The, yes, he was. The media columnist about how the Channel 4 had looked into doing this thing. And they ran a story in the Post-Dispatch about how Channel 4 was going to do this expose on, on priests abusing young kids. And, oh, my God, Channel 4, it was like, you know, there were people in front of the... There literally were people in front of the Channel 4 down there on... on uh, you know, what is it called? One Memorial Drive picketing. Channel 4 does not like Catholics. And they were like picketing the whole thing. <laughs> no, seriously. That's what they got out of that was that Channel 4 doesn't like Catholics? It was an affront. And matter of fact, Channel 4, if I'm not mistaken, Channel 4 lost the Schnooks family, pulled their advertising on Channel 4 because Schnooks are Catholic. And they pulled the advertising. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe also that Dave Sinclair pulled his advertising because he's also Catholic. And they were all boycotting Channel 4. Now, keep in mind, Channel 4 never ran the story. They, mm-hmm. they killed the story. It was a story they were going to do. But now, and the crazy point of that is, at the time, nobody believed it was going on. Nobody thought it was true. And even if you watch the movie The Spotlight, you know, with, with you know the deal about the Boston Globes, which was like 10 years later. I think that's like happened in like 2001, 2002, stuff like that. Even at that point, people are going like, oh, this can't be happening. It can't be happening. There's, there's no way this is happening. There's no way this... And now everybody knows it's a thing. It's a thing. And I don't know about you, Shelley. I know several people who were devout Catholics who will not set foot in a Catholic church anymore. You know anybody like I, that? I do as well. Yeah. And it's to the point where they feel like, okay, we've been lied to. All the things they've told us. you know. And I'm not bashing Catholic. I've, these are Catholic people that have told me this. I know one woman in particular who talked about how... She won't. She drives a different way to work because of the fact that she doesn't want to go buy her old church. I mean, she told me that about two years ago. I go, what? She goes, yeah, I don't. I drive a different way to work because I used to drive right by my church, and I don't. I don't even drive that way anymore. I'm going like, whoa, man, serious stuff. Anyway, the point being 
that this unit has come out with this story on the eBay stocking, and it is unbelievable. You won't believe this story. It's just crazy, weird stuff. And it's to the point where it's like, okay. And all I can say is, I'll just say one of my favorite favorite sayings. What? You're not paranoid when people are out to get you. <laughs> you do say that a lot. You know, paranoid people think that, oh my God, the, the, the police are after me and the government, the government spies are after me and, and so-and-so is stalking me, and, you know, and nobody's, you know, nobody gives a poop about them. Uh, but once again, it's not paranoia when people are out to get you. Uh, and that's, it was, it was, it's, it's, a, it's a husband and wife team who were being stalked by eBay. By eBay? Yes, by by employees of eBay. I'll tell the whole story next hour. I mean, it's just bizarre. We're on the edge of our seats. It's just bizarre. And it's to the point where I read somebody, I heard somebody else talking about it, and they say, this is going to be a movie. And I think they're right. I think this is going to be a movie. Cause it's, it's because it's, it's one of these things that's going like, okay, this has to be BS because this would never happen. No, it did. And matter of fact, not only did it happen, but the people involved in, you know, well, I won't, I won't give it away. I got to tease a little bit more. Tease, 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 tease. And by the way, Shelly, I have an envelope here, right? There's something inside of it for you. Really? Next hour, I'm going to open up the envelope and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. You do not stop it. Six fifty something there. I did. That was so funny. In case you didn't hear that. No, here. in case you didn't hear, here's what he said. Here's what he said. He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. <laughs> That's not what he said. Anyway, so here's, here's this beautiful song playing on the radio waves, and it's making you feel good, and here's here's uh, Brad. Okay. Did did did. Did you hear this? This this is John Kennedy, the senator from Louisiana. Okay, I had to edit this up a little bit. This is not the whole quote. You listen to this. He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. You know who he's talking about? No. <laughs> he's talking about Barack Obama having his 60th birthday party. They're going to have. Oh. They were going to have like 600 people there, and this is what John Kennedy said. He actually, I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the quote. He Was he there? He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. He says he needs to cancel it, his party, and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home with his wife. And Because <laughs> once again, Obama was taking grief over the fact that like, you know, I get in trouble for saying this, but here's what bothers me about Barack Obama. What? I mean. The guy is like he's he's talked the talk, but he's not walking the walk. Okay, he bought this mansion in Chicago, and he's got some fancy schmancy place in in what in Martha's Vineyard, wherever all the rich Democrats live, and the whole bit. Why isn't he in the in the hood helping helping the people out? Why is why him and why want why aren't him and Michelle rolling up their sleeves? You know, you know, working in the neighborhoods. I mean, that's what he used to do. He was you know he was a one he was a what, uh, what community organizer, whatever they called it. You know, he would work in the neighborhoods and help, you know, you know, run a campaign for this, run a campaign for that, the whole bit. You know, it always bothers me that these people that who say, I'm I'm here to help the people. Uh, you know, it's like it's like it's come out like, for, I don't know if you ever know this story. And yeah, but whenever they, they announce it, it, first of all, it, it, de, it like de, deflates the, the purpose of what they're doing. 
But they, I think they should all be like uh, Lady Gaga. Well, do you know that Lady Gaga was at the um, the site where the tornadoes hit in Joplin to help, and nobody knew that she was there because she didn't announce herself? See, once again, I, I like those kind of people. If you're going to talk yes, to talk, walk yes. the walk. You know, roll up your sleeves and, and you know, I mean, and, and to the point where it's sort of like the thing that cracks me up, like the deal with, <laughs> with like the reality shows, like the Property Brothers. Okay, that one dude who, you know, like the one the one Property Brother, they look like twins. Are they twins? I can't remember. If they are twins. They are twins. Okay, the one Property Brother, he's always in his suit and the other guy... I mean, do you ever notice he's always got clean work clothes on? Okay. Have you ever been to a construction site? They're always plaid as well. Right. Have you ever been to a construction site? You know, the guys got dirty clothes on. I mean, because they get dirty and they're sweating. And the guy's always hair is perfect. And he, you know, he never looks like he's, you know, got a drip of sweat on him. And his clothes are always clean. Guess what? He ain't working. You know, he's not working. It's phony baloney. You know, and the deal with like with, with like the Obamas, like, you know, and or the thing I was going to say, the lady who is the founder of Black Lives Matter, she just resigned. She has four houses. And one of his house, one of her houses, she put up a $35,000 security fence. I'm going like, oh, how in the world did she end up with four houses? And she, Does she have slaves? No, no. Come on. I can't believe you said that. And she has, she has, <laughs> she has um, security and the whole It's just like, did you hear this crazy quote from, you would think it was yesterday, from our own Corey Bush? That she got called on the carpet about, you know, you know, here she's sleeping on the Capitol steps because people are getting evicted and she spent $70,000 and she got interviewed by one of the reporters and she doubled down. She said, I've got death threats against me. I, if I have to pay $200,000 because her th whole deal is she's trying to defund the police. And she essentially said, I, if I have to pay $200,000 for personal security, I'll pay it. And I still would believe we should defund the police. Think about that for a minute. I mean, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the fact that you're saying, we're going to defund the police, but yet I got the money since I'm a congressional person, and I can, you know, she's already spent $70,000 $70, in security, and she says people are out to get, them, get her. Guess what? People are out to get me. I don't have any security. Well, I do, but that's a whole other story. I've got, I've got my pet. Um, you're, you've got a Shelly to protect you. I've got my pet groundhog that I keep with me. That you This, know, this... <laughs> DJ is protected by right. Shelly, okay. Shelly, right. Shelly, 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 Shelly. Okay, it's just, you know, see, once again, these people that claim that they run for office and they run, I'm an outsider, I'm an average Joe or average Joe, Josephine, just like you, and then they get in office and they're like, okay, we put, you know, like, Shelly, could Brad. you could you afford $70,000 to pay somebody $70,000 to protect you? No. And you know where that $70,000 comes from? It comes from the U.S. government. And that you know where that money comes from? <laughs> yes, where? You and I where? and everybody else. It's 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 taxpayer money. So she's got her own security. I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's a, she's a member of, of uh, the House of Representatives. Don't they have some kind of security? I mean, they just passed a bill where they're going to spend $2 billion with a B dollars on the Capitol building for security i'm going like two billion dollars what are you going to do are you going to have you know every wall made out of kevlar i mean like i don't get it how do you spend two billion dollars on a building you know i mean like even donald trump couldn't spend i mean there's not enough gold in the world yeah to, that's pretty to, easy actually if you've got to do two billion dollars um, furniture and oh walling shelly shelly two billion dollars you could probably build 10 more capital buildings I don't know if that's accurate. A billion dollars is is two 
thousand million dollars. Okay. I really. It's two thousand. I was a little fuzzy. Well, on no, that. no, 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 no. Thank but, you for clearing but that up. Think about that. Okay, we got buildings in downtown St. Louis. If you wanted to build a, you know, a skyscraper in downtown St. Louis, you know, a couple hundred, a couple hundred million dollars. Okay, a couple hundred million dollars. What are you doing? I'm um, living the dream. What are you doing? No, it was just like you were crunching. Were you like eating something? Was that you eating something? Nope. Okay. Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, you know, when they built 9,700 page, right? I don't know how much it cost, but I know that a lot, I mean, people asked about that building because it has an atrium. It's, it's, you know, like it's got this atrium that goes up like nine stories. Right. In the middle, have you been in ninety seven hundred page? I've never, but but it reminds me of the of the Truman State Office Building in, in in Jefferson City. It's the same thing. You go in. Is it is it like an atrium and it's like completely hollow? Yeah, like like huge atrium. Like maybe it's like it's like one of the floor plans of one of the jury inns. It's a hollow dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I asked about that because, and they said the reason that they built it like that. Was because it would be more attractive to uh, not regular people, but you know what I'm saying. Not to to private industry. Yeah, but to to purchase the building and and use it in that capacity. And guess what? It's never. It's been redone. It's called something else now. They remember it had the fire there, and then and then they moved the record yeah. center up in North County. It's right next to where I used to go to Junior High, which is now the Junior High that's closed. It used to be called Kirby Junior High. They moved right next there, um, and. And the, and it's like 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 which 111 Winnebago was the the uh, record center right and they moved that to the building on 270. It's crazy. And what government building? What government building has ever sold? I, can you tell me one government building that's ever sold to private private people? I mean, I you know I you know I heard that story before what you said, but like if you go into in the, the Truman State Office Building and down in in Jefferson City, it's the same thing. If you walk in on the front door, you're like three, four stories up, and it's this huge. I mean, it's a pretty building, but it's this huge, monstrous atrium. Going like, okay, what does that cost to heat in the summer or in the winter? Because all the heat goes up to the top, you know, and it's this monstrous big atrium that must be, and I'm not exaggerating, 200 feet wide and 400 feet long. And it's it's big. It's 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 a big area. Well, it's like I don't understand that. Okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about a lot of things to talk about today. Talk about this story, which I talk about. And if you do not believe me, this is a story the Boston Globe has 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 come out with, and it's actually on Wikipedia. And if you don't believe me, you can go to eBay stalking scandal. Okay. There is a lady and a guy. Their husband and wife. His name is David Steiner. And I can't remember what his wife's name is. I don't know if it's here. Um, Mrs. Steiner. Ina. Ina and David Steiner. Okay. In <laughs> Ina Steiner. In 1999, Sorry. they started a website. So they've been on the web for a long time. In 1999, they started a website, and they were one of the original bloggers, and they started this website in 1999 called, uh, they changed the name now, it's called E-Commerce Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. And back in the day, it was called something else. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was originally called... Uh, Auction Bites, yes, Auction Bites. And essentially, it was a blogger site to help people learn more about eBay. 
and they would tell people, okay, this is, if you want to sell this, this is the best. You know, they, it was like a self-help kind of thing. And right. they, they posted this on their website back in 1999. And they changed the name to E-Commerce Bytes because now they write about other things besides e-commerce. I mean, besides eBay, they talk about SD and Amazon and things like that. Essentially, they're, telling, they're helping people who are selling things on these e-commerce sites, Amazon, SD, places like that, okay? From time to time, they write articles that are critical of what the various sites are doing, specifically eBay. I, right now, am critical of eBay. They've eliminated PayPal. And perfect, the, you can't, you can't, you can't, buy, you can buy things on PayPal, on eBay, but you, when you sell on PayPal, or on, on eBay, you can no longer get paid on, with, with PayPal. You have to, the money has to go to your checking account. And once again, if I were to sell something, and I just sold a surplus piece of equipment from the radio station just the week before last, okay? Back in the day, the soon as that person paid for that piece of, you know, whatever you're selling on eBay, through PayPal, the money's in your account, right? It, there it is. You can go spend that money. It's in your, and nine times out of ten, with my when I sell something on eBay, I buy something else. I buy like a piece of replacement equipment. I mean, I can look around the radio station and tell you, okay, see that piece of equipment? I sold this piece of equipment, and I got the money, and I bought a new piece of equipment. That's normally what I do. The way they changed it now is you can no longer pay with, you can pay with PayPal, but when you are the seller, they put it into your checking account, but they sit on it for like four days. So they got your money, and and the thing that for me is is to the point where I have to be honest with you. I put on my I have to change this on my my eBay account. I say that I'm going to ship things within within two days of me of you buying it. Okay, the thing I sold, I sold it on a Thursday. That money didn't show up on my account till the following Wednesday. So it was almost a week, and it was like after two days, hey, you can ship you can ship it right now. Guess what? I'm not shipping it. I don't have the money. Because how do I know that the eBay is going to put it in my account? How do I know they're going to let us make a, well, we decided you didn't do something right, so we're not paying you for that. So they write articles like this, okay? So so all you have to do is go and, you know, try to let them think that you're a woman. <laughs> I'm not going to even say anything more. Okay, so they they founded this in 1999, four years after eBay was founded. eBay was founded in 1995, initially called Auction Bites, blah, 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 okay? So they started writing things about eBay, and they a couple things happened in, in 2019 that they didn't like. Okay, in 2019, Elliott Management purchased a significant investment in eBay. They sent a letter to the board of directors requesting changes, saying that eBay, quote, as a public company investment, has underperformed both its peers and the market for a prolonged period of time. This was interpreted, uh, I'm, not, I'm not quoting anymore, this was interpreted as placing additional demands on eBay management to produce results, leading to an atmosphere of heightened stress throughout the company. So what did eBay's executive leadership did? do? They decided that the Steiners were causing their problems, so they started harassing them. And this was company-authorized harassment. And, for example, the Steiners were harassed and threatened both online and physically in their home by deliveries of such things as a bloody pig mask, live cockroaches and spiders, funeral wreaths, large orders of pizza, pornographic magazines with David Steiner's name on them, and were sent to a neighbor's house. Employees, and this is on the Wikipedia page, and this is tr a proven fact, they went to court and they won this case. Employees flew from California to Boston so they could vandalize the couple's Natick, Massachusetts home as well as stalk their personal vehicle. Plans were even given to break into the couple's garage and place a GPS tracker on their car. 
these are employees of eBay's. And the, the, the U.S. attorney, the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts, this is a quote from the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. This was a determined systematic effort by senior employees of a major company to destroy the lives of a couple in Natick, all because they published content that company executives didn't like. For a while, they succeeded psychologically, devastating these victims for weeks as they desperately tried to figure out what was going on and stop it. People would, these people from eBay would fly into Boston, rent cars, and follow them. When the, when the Steiners would get in their car and drive, they would follow them. And they would purposely make it look like, we're going to tail them. We're going to sit right in their bumper. We're going to make them freak out. They, they, they put graffiti on their, uh, on, on, their, on their house. They painted graffiti on their fence. And in June 2020, just you know, a little bit over a year ago, U.S. Department of Justice charged six former eBay employees and contractors with conspiracy to com- commit cyberstalking and conspiracy to tamper with witnesses. A seventh former employee was charged in July, just last month. Two former employees were charged and arrested. They are James Baugh of San Jose, California. He was eBay's senior director of safety and security. He's this head dude that runs the security department. David Harville of New York City. He was eBay's former director of global resiliency. And here's the other ones. Here's the other. Uh, They will be required to make appearance in federal court in Boston. Okay. Stephanie Pop of San Jose, formerly eBay's senior manager of global intelligence. Stephanie Stockwell of Redwood City, California. She was charged, she was uh, formerly the manager of eBay's Global Intelligence Center, GIC. Veronica Z of San Jose, California. She served as an eBay contractor, worked as an intelligent analyst in the GIC. Brian Gilbert of San Jose, he had been a senior manager of special operations for eBay's global security team. And Philip Cook of San Jose, he was charged in July 2020 in distinction um, distinction to the others who were all charged in June 15th. He was a supervisor of security security operations for eBay. These people were stalking this couple in a suburb of Boston because they didn't like what they were putting on their on their site of negative things about eBay. Can you believe this? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Once again, you're not paranoid when people are out to get you. And and for example, the 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 interview I heard, the one lady, you know, this Ina Ina Steiner, she got a package from some company and she didn't and she this is when they were really being stalked and she's going like, okay i don't know what this is so she the return address there was a return address and a website for this company that sent her this package so she looked them up on the internet and got their phone number and she called them up and said hey i'm ina steiner i got this package from you i didn't order it what's in it and they said a thousand spiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sent her a package with a thousand spiders, live spiders inside of it. This company live? Yes, not dead, live spiders. This company apparently sold like roaches and cockroaches and and different insects to like you know companies that did research. And they they actually you know would farm these these various bugs. And if you were like doing you know research on pesticides or something like that, you'd call up this company and you say, hey, "I need a thousand cockroaches," and they'd send you a thousand cockroaches because they 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 farm these these things. So she didn't open the package. <laughs> I'm going like this is eBay, and and what's interesting is the guy who was CEO at the time, he resigned under under force because you know he knew this was going on, um, and guess what he got? His golden parachute when he left the company. Yeah. $56 million. Hmm. You screw up in corporate life and you walk away with $56 million. Where do I sign up to take that corporate job and to me to screw up really big? 
it, it's pretty significant. <laughs> yep, seven twenty-six. Yep. It is BS in the morning. I'm Brad. She's Shelley. Did I get that right that time? I think I did. Close enough for government work. <laughs> government work. Speaking of such, I get people. Uh, I won't say who it is. Smartest woman in the world. Who, when I say things on the air, she accuses me of being a bad liar. Did I just play that song? <laughs> you did. <laughs> anyway, she's saying. First off, she didn't believe the eBay story. Uh, I, I, because it was on Wikipedia. If you, if you just go Google eBay stocking scandal, you'll see an article from the New York Times. You'll see a couple dozen articles all talking about the eBay scandal, which is for real. Okay. Then I was questioned that I don't know what it costs to, to build the Capitol building. I'm saying that the U.S. Capitol, they just spent, they just approved $2 billion to add security features to the Capitol building. Okay. This is from AOC.gov. This is the, the architect of the Capitol. This is an official government website, AOC.gov. Because guess what? If you go on GoDaddy, you can't buy .gov uh, extensions unless you're a government agency. If you're like St. Charles County, you have to prove you're St. Charles County. As a matter of fact, they don't even have a .gov site. You know, their site is SCC, I think, sccmo.org. You can buy .orgs, but you can't buy .govs. You can't buy .edus. You have to have a special permit, okay? Let me read you the first paragraph. Okay. The U.S. Capitol is a unique structure as it has been built in successive phases over the past two centuries. The estimated historical cost of the United States Capitol as of 2003, I know that's like 18 years ago, was $133 million. And it talks about that includes all, it includes the original building as it stood in 1824. In, in 1824, cost $2.4 million. Then they added the dome in 1866, which is another million dollars. And then in 1867, they added a bunch of other stuff, uh, $81.1 million. Uh, then in 2003, or no, in um, improvements to capital grounds, estimated a historical cost of $33.8 million. Okay, so let's take the $133 million that they say it was worth in 2003. Okay, let's factor in inflation. 2003, let's say it now cost triple that. Or let's say it cost it cost five times that. We're still talking like six, seven hundred million dollars. Okay, They're, they passed two billion dollars worth of funds. I'm going like, what are they doing? And here's what I don't understand. Okay, you go to St. Peter's and you go to their new justice center which I call the Palace of Justice. Yes, the, you do. The floors are marble, okay? Why do we need marble, flo- marble floors? Why do taxpayers need to fund that? Why, do, why does it, you know, we have to have the Eagleton building, fancy-ass building? Why can't we just, like, build a bunch of tilt-ups? You know what a tilt-up is? Like Clayco? Yeah, Clayco does tilt-ups, where what they do is they, they essentially they pour, they pour concrete floor. It's like a slab. Mm. And then what they do is they form up slabs on top of that slab and they pour them and then they tilt them up with a big crane so in other words they're they're pouring the walls on the ground horizontally and then they tilt them up vertically it's hence a vi- the moniker tilt up right it's a very cost effective way of building buildings why can't they just like like build what they're building like for ebay and and not ebay um, amazon and fedex out there in st charles out in st peter's just build a big like build like a three hundred thousand square foot building and just put a bunch of cubes in it, you know? I mean, like, we don't need any fancy stuff. We don't need marbles. We don't need a rotundo. We don't need all that junk. Why do we need that? I've, I've never understood that. Why is it that, like, sometimes you go to, like, some of these city halls, like little tiny cities, like Cottleville. You ever been in that city hall? Oh, my God. You go in the bathroom. It says, do not touch the gold-plated fixtures. 
You can't flush the toilets because they're made out of gold. Oh, it does not stop it. <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Have you ever been in, in have, like, for example, the new community center there in Maryland Heights used to be they, they knocked down the sheep shed. I mean, wh- what was wrong with the sheep shed? Remember I told that story about it used to be called the sheep shed? Remember? I do. I remember <laughs> distinctly. It was the religious dude called the sheep shed. And he went out of business because he violated the 3G rule. The, the gold glory and gals. That's a whole other story. Anyway, It is a whole other story. <laughs> anyway, that was told to me by a pastor, Pastor Ron Simmons. God, I hope Ron's still alive. Live. He was a great guy. I loved, I used to do a Sunday morning show on the old KSOQ. He was the religious guy. He ran the Abundant Life Church, which is now not the Abundant Life Church. It's on, it's on 270 Southbound Lanes. It's just north of J.J. Kelly Overpass. I think it's right next to the Missouri Athletic Club or right down the street from the Greek Church, whatever it is. Um, anyway, he, he warned me about when he was in school uh, as getting his divinity degree um, that he took a class in 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 uh, pastoral ethics and they said the professor said three g's are what will kill you as a pastor the first g is glory if you get a church and people start to like oh my god our pastor or our, our whatever it is is so great he's wonderful and you start to get a big head then when your church gets really popular you get lots of money because people are showing up on Sunday morning. They're putting money in the collection plate, and they're writing you checks. Hey, we think what you're doing is great. That's the second G. And the third G is gals because there's some gal or maybe multiple gals in the, in the what do you call it, convent? No, what do you call it? What do you, the flock? What do you call it? The congregation. Congregation. There's, yes. at, there's at least one gal in the congregation who falls in love with you, and she will come after you. And if you allow her to come after you, then you violated the third G, which is gals. So if you have the three Gs against you, you can pretty much hang it up as a pastor. <laughs> and he tells me this story. that I go, well, okay, so what happened at the sheep shed? He says, well, the guy got into the three Gs. And he tells me the story about it, how they started. And if you remember, it was a small little place. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a warehouse building. It, it matter, was. It was. It, it was the old Maryland Heights Community Center, and that's what happened. Yes, they yes, took, it was. They took it over, and first off, it was one section, then they built another section, and it used to be to the point where it's super popular. And then all of a sudden, because I lived, I lived in the apartments down the street, and you know, you go there on Sunday. I mean, the people complained in the neighborhood because people were parking in people's driveways because the parking lot was full. And then all of a sudden, one day, there was nobody in the parking lot anymore. And I said, Hey, Ron, what happened to what happened to the sheep shed? And he tells me this story. Okay. Uh, move on to that. Okay. Uh, saying there were $2 billion. Uh, where's your original story say they were saying spending $2 billion on capital? I'm telling you. I've, I can find that real easily. The, 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 she's after me this morning. Okay. Smartest woman in the world. The smartest woman in the world. Is she on your tail? Okay. I talked about the eBay stalking thing. Um, this terrible situation that happened the other day with this police officer, young guy, 24 years old, Brooklyn Police Department. Uh, a guy was being chased by the Illinois State Police. He's going across the McKinley Bridge. Uh, this young police officer gets out of a patrol, patrol car, puts down the spike strips, and the guy runs him over. Doesn't run over this guy's <gasps> the spike strips. Hit the police officer, kills him, okay? Oh, no. And they, to this day, have not caught this guy. They found the car abandoned in the city somewhere. But then the most bizarre part of it is they have the bridge closed off. McKinley Bridge is closed off. And some guy flies through the barricades, breaks through the barricades, goes up into the bridge and goes after the cops while they're investigating the, you know, the murder of this other cop and smashes into a couple of the cop cars. And while, while he's headed for a couple of the officers, 
you know, and once again, the bridge is closed. There's no traffic on the bridge. This dude, and he's got three. You can see through the floor of the bridge anyway. Not, not in that one. I don't think uh, they think they changed that. Anyway, this this guy he breaks through the barricade. Got four people in the car. It's him and three other people. He's heading for the cops. He's you know trying to smash into the cop cars. The cops draw their weapons and fire at this guy. Hit him a couple times. The car smashes into one of the police cars. It's not funny. I'm going like, what in the hell is going on? And they grab everybody out of the car and go like, what is this? I'm going like, okay, police officer gets killed. They're investigating. They close the bridge down. Another guy breaks through the barricade, tries to kill the cops with his with his car. Okay, what is going on with people nowadays? What is going on? I mean, and, you know, this whole defund the police, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that either. I worked for a police department. A long time ago, I put myself through college as a police dispatcher. Yeah, we had a couple jerk police officers, but... I'm telling you, if you work in an office and there's 40 people in an office, 38 of those people are good, two people are jerks, right? When you worked for the FAA, and I'm not trying to say, don't mention any names, but most of the people were good, you had a couple jerks that worked there, right? Indeed we did, yes. I'm, that's just life. I don't care where you're at. Not that they weren't excellent at their craft. They were. They were hard but to deal with. as far with. as people goes, right. people skills, they, were, are they, they were not Shelly fans, nor was I a fan of theirs. Or the complainers. I mean, you know, once again, if the boss came around one day and gave everybody an you know, envelope, hey, thanks for a great job, and everybody had a $100 bill in their envelope, he'd go like, you know, Mr. Mr. or Miss Complainer would go like, it's only $100. The boss is driving around in a new car. He only gives me $100. Why is he only giving me $100? It should be $10,000. Okay, Mr. Complainer, he just gave you 100 bucks. He didn't even give you 100 bucks. You know, I get it. I mean, I've had people like that. I had, I had God, I had, you know who I'm talking about, too. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to. I'm telling you, <laughs> the running joke was on Monday with this one person who shall remain nameless, and I won't mention the person's name. On Monday, her and her girlfriends used to go out to over the weekend to all the restaurants like in St. Louis on the hill. And then on Monday, she would tell us about how bad the service was at this restaurant, how the food was so bad at this restaurant, how the waiter was terrible, how the cook didn't know what he was doing how the plates weren't the right kind of place, how the silverware was the wrong kind of silverware. It's like, okay, just give it a rest. You know, I mean, why, then why do you go to these places? Why do you torture yourself? You know, cook at home. If everything's wrong at the restaurant, you know, turn on your oven and throw a pan pizza in there. Or, or, or <laughs> hold on a minute, I got to do this. Or do, or do this. He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. That's right. Just don't go to don't go to the hill. Just stay at home and have a personal pan pizza and a beer. Okay. So it's like the complainers of the world. It's like knocking off. You know, I mean, it's like oh God. Okay. One more thing. And and then we'll I'll I'll ask you a question. Okay. You, you don't normally carry a purse, do you? I do not. You do not. Most does your daughter carry a purse? She does. Okay. Have you heard the new rule with the Cardinals and purses, women's purses? They have to be clear? No. It has to. They put down a piece of paper, eight and a half, eleven piece of paper, eight and a half, you know, standard, you know, piece of paper, standard eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. And your purse has to fit within the footprint of that piece of paper. How wide is it? Eight and a half by eleven. Oh. So no, I think what I, I think what they're saying is you have to lay your purse down flat 
and it has to fit within that piece of paper. Now, the interesting story was, how did I know this? I was listening to Carl the Intern, who used to be in case he was now in 97.1, and he was, he was he is a Star Wars freak. And they had Star Wars, they had the May the 4th be with you, which is not May 4th, but it was August 4th, you know, because they didn't have it in May because I don't think they were letting people into the ballpark then. So they had the Star Wars, you know, May the 4th be with you, you know what I'm talking about. That was... Yes, I do. Today's the 6th, that was Wednesday. So I think he was talking about this yesterday. So him and his wife decided they were going to, um, they were going to go to the game after he got off work. And they walked, because he works at 97.1, and they kept their car in a parking garage, which is at Tucker, uh, on Olive, just west of Tucker. So they walk like eight blocks to the stadium. They go into the stadium, and here's the funny part of it is, she bought this purse at the Cardinals gift shop. Once again, she bought this purse at the Cardinals gift shop, and when they went to go inside, her purse was an inch too wide, so she was not allowed into the ballpark. Now, think about that for a minute. You, that sounds, they, they do that when you fly. You buy that. But once again, the difference is, you know that when you're flying. I had no idea they were doing this. And and get this, it's another way to make money because you know what they do now? If you show up with your purse and you're not going to walk back to your car, they put lockers outside the stadium and they're $5. You can put your purse in the locker for $5. I'm going like, okay. You know, I'll be honest with you, I'm done with the Cardinals. I'm just done. I mean, you know, what a bunch of money grubbers. And I hate to say that. But, you know, the citizens of St. Louis, you're suckers. You're suckers if you buy all their Cardinals garbage. You know, you're just making those rich guys richer and the ballplayers richer and everybody gets richer except you. You're paying your hard-earned money. And then they come up with this BS crap about, you know, your purse has to fit inside the footprint of an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper. Okay, you know. What if I said, hey, you got to get on the scale. you got to weigh less than 120 pounds to have your job with the Cardinals. Guess what? Nobody would work there. Did I just say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you pretty much did. <laughs> you know, why is it that, that people make it hard for you to spend money with them? You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I do. If you call me up and say, I had to think about that, but well, I do. Well, if you call me up and say, or if you call Shelly up and say, "Hey, Shelly, I'd like to run some ads on your radio station," you're going to say, "Hey, let's let's go have lunch, or I can come to your office where we'll talk about it, and I'll tell you how we can do. You know, we'll do everything we can to help you grow your business, right? Isn't that what we do? We That's don't. Exactly we don't. What we, we don't do. say, "Well, uh, we got to make sure that you know your your business has its." proper documentation and you'd have can you can when we show up or you come to our office and bring your secretary of state documents that show you're properly incorporated in the state of Missouri and we need to see all your tax filings for the last 10 years and we need to make sure you're vaccinated we may need to make sure your car has current license plates on it and we need to make sure that you got your insurance certificate and we need to make sure that none of your kids have ever vandalized a house with toilet paper like they did to my house when I was a kid you know, I mean, like, come on, come on Where over. Where do you come up with this stuff, Brad? <laughs> have, you, have you ever gone to the government agency? I was in one yesterday, and I won't say where I was at, but I'm going like, oh, my God, I don't believe this. I don't believe what I'm doing. It's just crazy What were stuff. you doing? Oh, you don't even want to know. You don't want to know. No, I really do want to know. You don't want to know. I kind of do. No, I'll tell you all fair. I mean, it's, and no, once, you... once again, I'm there to give them money. I'm there to pay them, and they make it difficult. 
Okay? If someone called you up and said, hey, Shelly, I'm going to be- buy some advertising your station. I got money. Can you meet me somewhere? What would you say? Of course. I'll be right over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Where are you at? You know, I'll come and meet you. You know, yes. <laughs> you at home, you at your office, I'll be right there. You know, we wouldn't like, it's like, okay, well, send us the, send us the, uh, the, the, the serial numbers on the bills and we're going to make sure they're not fake. And we're going, and, and also we're going to DNA test them to make sure they don't have any virus. And I heard this story, I don't know if it's true or not, I heard this story that they have drop boxes at St. Louis County now. You go onto the main, you know, the main entrance there and they're like all the various departments have drop boxes. And the story is, I'm trying to prove this. The story is that when you drop something off in the drop box, they take it out with rubber gloves, they put it in a box, and they don't touch it for two days because Dr. Page has told them that the virus can last on paper for, for up to 36 hours. So if you let it sit for two days, the virus goes away. That's such BS. I have been told by someone who knows what they're talking about, I've been told that story. And I'll see if I can try to find it online. Can you believe that? No. Well, it's true. We got to go. 749. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 KRAP. It's BS in the morning. I'm Brad. She's Shelly. I did it again. I got that wrong, didn't I? Did I get it right? I'm Brad. She's Shelly. Oh. You know, you you get it. It works both ways. I love that song. That's uh, Shawn Mendes and Camille. Camilo. Cabello. Here's what I don't get. Okay. Okay. In one respect, her first name is Camila, and it's got an L, and her last name is Cabello, but it's got two L's. So I don't understand when is an L not an L in Spanish. You know what? I think I'm going to call my daughter. My daughter speaks fluent Spanish. Hey, Mandy, you there? Hello. Hey, can you tell me about this deal with the L's in Spanish? I'm at work, and I let you go. Oh, she's not going to talk to me again. Okay, whatever. Brad. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. Wait till I see you today. Okay, I looked this up on the official MLB site under MLB Ballpark Security St. Louis, okay? And this is, I'm literally looking at this right now. I was wrong. I say that the purse <sighs> has... the crowd gasps. <laughs> right. Uh, wait till you hear how I'm wrong. I would, I say that the, that the piece of, you, it has to fit within a piece of paper. I was being too generous. It says, guests are encouraged to limit bags for stadium entry. Only the following bags will be permitted. Small purses, clutch, wristlets, fanny packs, or other small single pouch bags not exceeding 8 by 10. So I was oh, saying well, a I, piece I, of... There's no way I could take my, my purse in there. Well, <laughs> uh, I was saying it had to fit in a piece of, a piece of paper, which is 8.5 by 11. I was being generous. Yeah, it, you were. It's 8 by 10. Exceptions will be made for medical bags and diaper bags with a child. What about if you're an older adult like me and you have your diaper bag for your depends? What if I go, oh, I'm not a child, but this is my diaper bag because otherwise I'm going to pee all over the place. I wonder if what they say then. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I bet you don't. Huh? I bet you don't. Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's seven fifty-six. We gotta go. Uh, no, 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 no. I uh, maybe we'll talk about this next week. Okay. What's that? I, I I will tease this, and we'll talk about this on Monday. Okay. Okay. This is an article I read yesterday, and I thought to myself, how can this be true? The headline is: Denver spends far more on homeless per person than K through twelve students. So the city of Denver is spending, on the average, for each homeless person, between $41,679, 
up to $104,201 per year for each person experiencing homelessness, while kids in the Denver School District only get $19,202. I'm saying to myself, 41000 on the low side, 104000 If somebody spent $104,000 on me in a year, I would live like a king. I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> 100000 th- th- those people could live in a hotel. A hotel. With room service. Room service. Da- daily for a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm going like, okay, we'll talk about that on Monday. I'm going like, I, it's just like, remember I told you that story, the, the, the hotels where they're putting the, the immigrants from, from, from Mexico, the government is reimbursing the hotels for like $400 a night. I'm going, okay. I have never stayed in a $400 a night hotel room. I'm the guy who's, who's sleeping at Red Roof Inn. And, you know, I mean, for years, that's all I used to go to, Red Roof Inn, Red Roof Inn. I traveled all over the Midwest with my one company. And I, matter of fact, I take that back. I did not stay in a Red Roof Inn in Des Moines. I stayed at a Best Western in Des Moines, and I paid $38 a night. I was Mr. Cheapskate, 38 bucks a night for my hotel room. And I was on the company expense account, and the and the, the the CFO of the company always complimented me because other guys in the company were spending like $350, $400 a night plus room service. I was spending 38 bucks, and I was going down the street to Mickey D's to eat dinner, you know? <laughs> and I didn't even charge him for, for meals. He says, you, you send us our, your, your hotel bills, but you never send us your meals. I go, hey, I'm going to eat anyway. Why should, I, why should you pay for it, right? Why should you pay for it? I'm going to eat, you know? Just because I'm on business, I have to eat anyway, right? That's so big of you, Brad. <laughs> it's just because I'm a cheapskate. That's it's, it's the whole deal. You know, I have no... S-M-H. Hey, you know me. What extravagance do I have in my life? Tell me one. Something I splurge on. Tell me one. Tools. Uh, but I use them. I use them to fix things. But you splurge on them. I don't you splurge. You said tell you one, so I did. Tools. I don't, I don't splurge on them. I haven't bought a tool like in two months. That's not true. It's true. Well, hold on. I did. I'm trying to think. What did I buy recently? I bought a set of vice grips. Like $12. Like, at, like at how many of those do you have? Well, the problem I have is that mm-hmm, the vice grips mm-hmm. I have have a specific, uh, a specific jaw pattern to them. And what I needed, I needed mm-hmm. a different jaw pattern. Needed the duck bill, did you? No, I needed. I need some of the some of the vice grips have like a tapered, you know, to the point. I needed a grip on something. I needed something because the downside with vice grips is that the jaws are not parallel. If that makes any sense. And in this particular this particular set of vice grips had part of the jaws were parallel, so you could like grip onto. I was trying to get a nail out of something, and I couldn't get it. Actually, a screw. I'm trying to get a screw out of something, and I couldn't get hold of it with my regular pliers. So I had to go buy. And you the, know it's hard to get unscrewed. Oh, look, it's 8 o'clock. We're way behind. Yeah, it is 8 o'clock. Okay, have a good weekend. Say goodbye, Shelly. Bye, Shelly. Peace. 8 o'clock.